This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Very, very, very good show for you today. Hi again, everybody. Glad you've joined us for the Black and Blue Report, the official podcast for the Saints and Pelicans fan. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive. I say great program because we've got great guests. That's our effort each day is to have great conversations. And we think we've got that for you here on this Wednesday, both regarding uh, the Saints and the Pelicans. As a matter of fact, uh, Kenny Albert from the NFL on Fox will be calling the Saints-Giants game this weekend. Uh, Kenny Albert, Laura Ackman, and uh, Moose Johnson will be on that broadcast. And so Kenny Albert will be our first guest today. The last four games these teams have played against one another, uh, the winning team scored at least 48 points in, in all of those games. And we'll follow Kenny up on the basketball side with Pelicans point guard Tim Frazier. You remember him from last year? Well, Frazier could be thrust into an even bigger role here early this season. Basically say, man, I've done all I can do as far as in the season and those 16 games here uh, and praying that it was enough. You know, Thankfully it was enough. You know, I spent a lot of time um, working on my game and continuing to grow. And so, you know, now I just want to keep going forward and never take a step backward. So two very good conversations for you here on this Wednesday. Uh, it's a busy day here on Airline Drive. Generally it is uh, on a normal NFL week Wednesdays, uh, a bit of a stack up because the team is fully back to work and now fully uh, moving toward the Sunday game. Obviously, this weekend against the New York Giants, quarterback Drew Brees speaks on Wednesdays uh, to the media after the uh, locker room, and uh, and so we've got a lot to cover today. We're going to share a bunch of that with you tomorrow as well. Um, but those two conversations I just told you about today, and uh, here now uh, a couple of uh, thoughts from head coach Sean Payton. He spoke to the media this morning via a conference call. And certainly there was big news yesterday when the Saints released um, running back C.J. Spiller. Spiller, who joined the team last year as a heralded free agent, was hurt, kind of had you know, a, a season that reflected that. And then after having seemingly a healthy and good training camp, uh, the Saints released Spiller yesterday, and head coach Sean Payton talked about that very first thing. Well, two things. Number one, we probably spent the better part of the last couple weeks here going through not only our depth at running back but a couple different scenarios um it didn't have to be done by the first game of the season his his salary was guaranteed so this was more about you know their potential trade partner um and then obviously the urgency changed when when we had the injury to delvin bro so uh this guy's a phenomenal phenomenal guy teammate um we spent about a half an hour just he and i talking yesterday Uh, i think he's going to have an opportunity sooner than later um with another club and yet the window i know in this building or this club is not permanently closed uh you know obviously yes last season was frustrating because he dealt with the the injury in training camp and uh I think he's ahead of where he was a year ago and gotten uh, gotten better than where he was a year ago, and yet it just became a challenge for us when we were looking at actives and roles, and, and that was really it. So when you look back now on last year's free agent class, you know the headliners were C.J. Spiller and Brandon Browner. 
both guys now no longer with the New Orleans Saints. You know, whether you want to call that striking out on that or it just didn't work out, it doesn't really matter how you look at it. Coach Payton, though, addressed the the thought. Well, anytime you, you, you bring in someone in free agency, you're hoping to – you're hoping to find the fit and, and, and uh, you know, the niche for your team. You're hoping to improve your team. And obviously uh, when you're unable to do that, um, you know, it, it doesn't, it sets you back because you're planning on. And yet um, I think you understand when you go that route, that there's a, there, there's a chance that uh, you know, that you got to be real careful. He's, he's a guy uh, that, from a from a from a makeup standpoint, all of those things. What's hard to predict is him having another scope in training camp. And but but he's uh, he's as good a teammate as, as as you could find, and as good a guy as you can find. And you know what? We got to get on to the next step with it, and uh, that's part of the deal. And and we've got to be better in those areas. And yet, some of the some of the things that take place with a, with an injury like his. Uh, you know, you can't predict. A couple other things from Coach Payton's presser this morning that I want to share with you here in our first segment of Black and Blue Report. Uh, number one is uh, his evaluation of how the defense looked overall in week one against Oakland and what needs to be improved heading into week two. Well, we've got to tackle better and, and we've got to recognize formationally what we're getting ready to see. O- Oakland gave us you know, shoot down the stretch the same running play about four different times and and you know our ability to see uh recognize and and again through experience though i think that's the first thing and we've got to avoid the explosive play and and stay on top of the coverage when we're supposed to and it's not just the young players you know uh it's it's in general and so i think that's something that uh our eyes have to be spot on and speaking of defense, the Giants' defense, uh, friends, this weekend is going to look a lot different than it did when you watched them last year. They spent a lot of money on uh, improving their defense. They get some help up front. They have a new cornerback as well. Well, it's a different defense. Uh, Vernon's ad- added a, a big dimension to them. Pierre Paul's back playing a bit more over on our right side now. Uh, you know, he wasn't he wasn't available when we played him last. Uh, so it's an entirely different group not just the front and then you go outside at the cornerback position uh they've had changes i think overall uh, last week's game uh, both defenses played well uh it was a fairly low scoring game and and i think uh the tackling is what stood out so of course we'll see how that plays out you know maybe it'll be like last year at the superdome one of the craziest games i've ever witnessed in person that shootout uh yeah, I don't think it'll be quite like that. Could be, though. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, we're going to begin our conversation about that football game here in just a moment. Let's take our first break, and we'll continue here on the Wednesday Black and Blue Report with Kenny Albert, who, by the way, called that Saints-Giants game last year that almost saw, what, 100 points go on the board? Crazy. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. 
New Coffee High Protein Smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. The Pelican Shop by Adidas has all your Pelicans merchandise needs, including officially licensed men's, women's, and children's apparel, jerseys from all your favorite Pelicans players, and more. Plus, it's the official location to pick up the newly released Pelicans Mardi Gras uniform. The Pelican Shop by Adidas, located on Dave Dixon Drive in the Smoothie King Center, is open at all Pelicans home games, plus Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. till 5 p.m., on Saturday from 11 a.m. till 3 p.m., and anytime at pelicans.com. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We continue with one of our favorites, and he'll be calling the game this weekend for the NFL on Fox. It's Kenny Albert willing to join us to talk about the Saints and the Giants. Hello, Kenny. Hey, Sean. How are you? Doing great. Um, You know, it is, Kenny, as you know, a time-honored tradition in the NFL to overreact after week one. Um... What would you say has been overreaction with regard to week one of the NFL, and, and what would you say you're willing to put your arms around after seeing what you saw? Well, I think, Sean, uh, first of all, the teams have, what, six months to get ready for week one, five or six months once the schedule comes out in, in late March, early April. So there's so much focus on that first game. You know, you hear coaches and players talk about it all the time, uh, that they'll, they'll study their week one opponent starting in, in really in April, May, June, July. So there seems to be so much focus on that first game, and then all of a sudden you only have six days until your second game, and then you get into the grind of the season. But um, it was an exciting week one. There were a lot of high-scoring games, close games, record-setting uh, for week one with four games decided by one point. So I think the teams that, uh, that, that won on the first weekend are certainly excited, and uh, their fans are having a, a good week looking ahead to week two, and the teams that lost, not so much. I think the stats show that if you win week one, you have over a 50% chance of making the playoffs, and if you lose, it's somewhere around 25%. So um, an opportunity for teams to get back on track this week, including the Saints and uh, the Giants, who eked out their win over the Cowboys, uh, look to go to 2-0. You're involved in so many of the different uh, sports Kenny, with, with hockey and baseball and, and, and football, and there's half a dozen others, what about this football season, though, excited you the most as you headed into last weekend's opener? Well, I think, Sean, it's just always so exciting to get started. Um, some of us are involved in preseason games, you with the Saints, and uh, I'm involved with the Washington Redskins in preseason, and, and it's always fun to work those games, but then uh, when the regular season is upon you, you know, you cut down from 90 to 75, and then uh, 46 players active on a Sunday, so uh, it, it certainly comes to form over that last week prior to the regular season. But there's just always such anticipation and uh, getting to work with Moose Johnston now for the last 10 years and, and visiting with players and coaches on Friday and Saturday. We were in Indianapolis for the Colts-Lions game, and um, it, it, it's almost like the start of the new year. Even though it's September, it, it's the start of the football season, but just so exciting to finally get started. 
we talked to Chris Myers last week. He obviously had the Saints game. His boards for the broadcast were in constant flux because the Saints were rather active in shaping their roster week one. Kenny, it looks like your boards might be in flux a little bit too here in week two as the Saints uh, have made about a half a dozen roster moves going into even today. Right, and I always get started on Monday, so there are some white stickers involved and, and certain names crossed out, but it is a lot easier than the preseason when, when you have 75 or 80 or 90 names, so it does look a little bit cleaner even though we have to make some adjustments. Were you surprised in any way as to what the Saints did with C.J. Spiller? Well, in watching uh, the game against the Raiders, I know Chris and, and Rondé Barber talked throughout the broadcast about the fact that the, the Saints were carrying so many backs, and when you look at the depth chart with Ingram and Hightower and Spiller, Cadet, Lasco, Murphy, and then the fullback, Kuhn, it is uh, certainly a, a little bit of a higher number than you would expect and most other teams carry. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise given Spiller's history uh, in the league with Buffalo and given the contract as well. But uh, the coaches are watching a lot more film and paying uh, a lot closer attention to the Saints than, than I am. So uh, I'm sure they have their reasons for it. But it was a bit of a surprise when I first heard about it. Isn't it crazy, Kenny, that you called the Saints-Giants game last year at the Superdome and now you'll have these same two again here this weekend? Well, that was one of the more fun games we've called in, in all of our years. Uh, you know, no matter which team won the game, it was just so exciting with the 13 touchdown passes, seven by Drew Brees, of course, and six by Eli Manning. They combined to set a record with 13 touchdown passes in one game. And um, anytime you can get a game with over 100 combined points scored from a broadcast standpoint, it's a lot of fun. Can we expect anything that crazy this time around? Um, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> Again, for a broadcast standpoint, it's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure we could anticipate uh, that high a scoring game uh, this week as we saw last year. But uh, certainly wouldn't be surprised if it, if it were up in, in, the, in the 30s for the winning team. You know, the Giants have really improved their defense, spending around $200 million on some additions on the defensive side, whereas last year they were, you know, at the bottom of the league in, in defense, total yards per game, and, uh, 30th in, in points allowed per game. So they've certainly improved defensively. I think the Saints feel they have as well. So, yeah, I think I'd be shocked if we saw another, uh, you know, 51, 52, 49 game. Kenny, I'm going to go into the assumption here, and forgive me if I'm, if I'm incorrect or putting you in a bad spot, but I'm assuming that you've already watched the tape of the Giants-Cowboys game from this past weekend. And in referencing that, that defense and what they've changed, what, what about their defense looked different? How did you see that effect over to the field? Well, I think the two guys they brought in up front, and I haven't gotten through the whole game yet. I've watched most of it. Um, but Olivier Vernon from Miami and, and Damon Snacks Harrison, who came over from the Jets, those guys made a, made a very big impact in, in the game against Dallas on Sunday. And Janoris Jenkins as well, the, the cornerback uh, they brought in from the Rams. So I think those three additions, plus you have a, a healthier Jason Pierre-Paul coming off the injury last year. Um, linebacker position may be more of a question mark than uh, the other areas on the defensive side, but... Uh, I looked at Harrison and Vernon and Jenkins, the three free agent signings who really stood out. Also a guy that you and your listeners know well, Jonathan Casillas. He's the Giants' defensive captain. He had a strong game as well. When you, uh, when you get together with Barry Landis, your outstanding pro producer of the NFL on Fox, what storylines are you all going to start to kick around as to how you want to frame up the, at least the art of the game on Sunday? Well, I think you know the big storyline – probably will surround the quarterbacks and, and the game last year. Um, I'm sure we'll have some video packages uh, bringing back last year's Giants-Saints game. And, you know, not only last year, look at the history. The last four games, 
these teams have played against one another, uh, the winning team scored at least 48 points in, in all of those games. So offense, the quarterbacks, uh, you have Victor Cruz returning for the Giants uh, from a very serious injury. It's his first home game back. He hadn't played in 700 days and scored a touchdown against Dallas. Uh, the improvements on the Giants' defense that we talked about, and also some of the connections between the teams with Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, having grown up in New Orleans, uh, the Steve Spagnuolo connection, the Giants' defensive coordinator, who was obviously with the Saints as well. So uh, certainly a lot to talk about in this game on Sunday. Without a doubt. Heck, just even the wide receivers, Kenny, when you talk about that core that New York has with Cruz now returning and what seemingly New Orleans all of a sudden finds themselves with, led by Brandon Cooks, um, it would be hard for me to sit down and try and handicap who will have the biggest day and the most touches there. Right. I mean, you look at on the Giants' side with Beckham and Cruz and the rookie Sterling Shepard, uh, who the Giants have high hopes for, and Cooks, and I'm looking forward to seeing Michael Thomas and Kobe Fleener, you know, a guy that we talked about on our broadcast on Sunday in Indianapolis, the former Colt, and the guys who replaced Fleener, uh, Dwayne Allen and Jack Doyle, had a big day uh, combining for – three touchdowns and some big catches against the Lions. Uh, but Fleener's a big loss for the Colts. And in reading some of the quotes from Drew Brees, he couldn't be more excited to, uh, you know, than to have Fleener in New Orleans with him. No doubt. Whether it's fair of me uh, to ask this question or not, I will, I will go ahead and do it anyway, my friend. Um, <laughs> uh, if I were to ask you, Kenny Albert, this game between the Saints and Giants hinges on what? What would what be? Boy, that's a good question. I would say maybe turnovers. Um, with the two high-flying offenses, if one team scores early and then the other team turns the ball over, it could be 14 nothing pretty quickly. So uh, I think that might be a key factor on, on Sunday. Last question for you, and this is to help fans understand what MetLife Stadium is all about. You live up in that area. You've done a ton of games there, Kenny. Um, you know, not a place that the Saints play in, you know, yearly because it's obviously not in the division, but they've played there often enough. But if you can help Saints fans understand – Anything that would seem unique about playing at MetLife Stadium and, and maybe the time of year or anything else? Well, that's a good question, On I know at the old Giant Stadium, the, the wind was certainly more of a factor than it is at MetLife uh, due to the layout and some of the tunnels uh, leading out from the locker room areas that also uh, had the back door to the outside. Not as prevalent, although wind could be a factor. Um, you know, I think when I think back to some of the games I've worked at the Superdome, in particular, uh, the playoff game against Arizona. I'm not sure I've ever broadcast the game in a, in a louder atmosphere, so I don't think MetLife will get as loud as the Superdome can. Um, but I, the one thing about the Giants fans, they're passionate. Uh, some of these families have had season tickets uh, in their family for 50, 60 years, so you'll see a lot of blue, a lot of jerseys in the stadium, real passionate fans. Yeah, good stuff. I hope it's a great game, and we're super excited that you've got the call, Kenny. Thanks, Sean. Look forward to seeing you over the weekend. Absolutely. Kenny Albert with the NFL on Fox. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Gatorade. For athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. 
Hey fans, on Saturday, October 1st, cheer on your Pelicans as they play their first preseason game of the season against the Dallas Mavericks at the Century League Center in Bossier City. Ticket prices start at just $15 and can be purchased from the Century Link Center box office, www.ticketmaster.com, by phone at 800-745-3000 or at any authorized Ticketmaster outlet. For more, be sure to visit shreveport-bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. This is Tim Frazier, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Black and Blue Report. Good stuff there from Kenny Albert about this weekend's Saints-Giants game. Let's turn our attention to basketball here in Segment 3, and pleased to welcome back in Tim Frazier, point guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. First of all, good to see you. It's good to be here. Yeah, you look good. How was your summer? I was great. You know, you got a chance to um, get some time off, spend some time with family before we start the season up. Did you go anywhere cool this year? Uh, no, I didn't get anywhere cool. You know, I stayed in the States. You know, I spent my time between um, Houston here and here in New Orleans and uh, getting my stuff out of Portland. What's it, what's the summer like for a guy like you that's knowing that you've made a statement with your previous play and hoping to do more? Oh, uh, it's a waiting game. <laughs> a lot of this summer was basically um, spent on, you know, working out and, and waiting to see um, – where my where my dominoes fall, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that they were able to fall here and back in New Orleans. So now, I'm just, since I, you know, that was all done and all that weight off my shoulders, I've been here, you know, basically getting ready for the season. I'm not very good at that. <laughs> How did you get through it? Oh, and you you got a great support system. And you think about, um, uh, you basically say, man, I've done all I can do as far as in the season and those 16 games here. Uh, and praying that it was enough, you know. Thankfully, it was enough. You know, I spent a lot of time um, working on my game and continuing to grow. And so, you know, now I just want to keep going forward and never take a step backward. If it wasn't going to be New Orleans, did you have your eyes on anywhere else? Was there any talk of you landing somebody somewhere somehow? Uh, hopefully, you know, there was. <laughs> hopefully, there was a backup plan somewhere along the way. But you know, we've been. In my, I've been in contact with New Orleans since the season was over, and. It, as soon as free agency started, you know, obviously I was restricted, so we've been working on something. We were able to get a deal that was that was suitable for the both of us. After you got that big taste in the spring, did it make you even more hungry this past summer? Oh, man, I wish the season kept going. Yeah. You know, those 16 games, they felt, you know, that I was here for a while and I played a lot of games. But I look at the end of the day, it was only 16 out of 82. And I really wanted to continue to play, you know, especially get everybody back, get healthy, you know, con- and continue to win and get game, and win games, play games, and get more games underneath my belt. But you know, I have the opportunity to be here for another year and compete and get everybody back healthy and uh, try to win some games. Tim, those sixteen games, you were really thrown into the fire in an injury-riddled situation here in New Orleans. 
What did you take away more than anything else about those 16 games? Oh, man, those, we got a group of guys that'll fight. You know, like you said, man, we could everybody could have laid down and said, man, everybody's hurt, man. No way we're supposed to win this game. On paper, we're not even supposed to be close. I mean, we had a group of guys that came out and fought every day, you know, and basically fought and tried to win for the program, for the guys that were hurt, because I know the guys that were hurt wanted to be out there. So we came out there and we competed. And, you know, I think though, hopefully those 16 games, and I'm pretty sure they will, especially with the core group we got now and everybody from top to bottom, is going to, you know, take what we did those 16 games and what the guys did before they were injured and bring that on to along this season. What did you learn about yourself, whether it was good or whether you felt it needed improvement? I, uh, Good and bad, you know. Obviously, I got a long ways to go. You know, some mistakes that I, you know, I made. I still think about, you know, still to this day. You know, also in, in a good point, good standpoint, he was like, man, I could compete. I could play in this in this league. You know, my first couple of years have kind of been spot playing here and there. This was the first time I really got steady minutes, and you know, and, and for some way we were su- successful. And, you know, obviously we didn't get the many wins as I wanted to, but. Individually, man, it was a little. It was kind of successful as far as me competing and, and getting guys open and getting guys where they needed the ball. One thing I seemingly learned about you was that you love to make the great pass, don't you? Uh, yeah, I've always been pass first growing up, and sometimes that's gotten me in trouble. <laughs> Good people have been like, man, I'll pass up wide open shots to pass to other people, but you know, I'm, I've always been someone that what I from what I heard, people love to play with. You know, I love to play with other guys, man, because I guess you know they know that I'll pass the ball pass the ball to them and that's just my craft you know everybody's has something that they're great at and you know they stick to that and I want to make passing you know what I'm great at whether whether you had choices or not um free agency is a two-way street the team wants you but you also have to want to come play for a team what was it about this place that made you say yeah I'm ready first off you know obviously the coaching staff and the players here you know that I was able to gel with when I got here those 16 days and played with I was able to, and, and most importantly, you guys, I was the first opportunity. You know, like I said, I was uh, released from Portland, and, and I was sitting in the D-League again for 10 days, and I'm like, man, I'm back here again. Man, hopefully somebody will give me another chance and be able to – I could be able to showcase my talent. New Orleans gave me that opportunity, and I'm thankful. There's no way. Why would I leave somewhere that they went out and, and tried to get me, you know, so – and give me opportunities. So I wanted to be back and, um, and, and continue to grow what I started. Tim, you mentioned that you're going to play with some of the same guys you did during that small stretch last year. But at the same time, um, if I look at the position group of guard on the Pelicans' current roster, it does look pretty different. <laughs> How would you describe it? Uh, we got, I want to say, a new change, a new change of guards. When we added three, I want to say three new guards, you know, three core new guards, four new guards, you know, including Buddy. You know, obviously, you got Etwan and Langston and Solomon. You had those guys, and those are the same type of guys who want to compete, still want to make names for themselves in the league. So, you know, we're going to fight and compete every night. And, and you can see it throughout this this whole two weeks, three weeks we've been here in New Orleans, guys competing, scratching each other up. Everybody wants to play hard. And, and that's just, and I love that stuff, man, just to compete, the competitive nature from everybody want to win, even though it's just pick up and, you know, there's another game right after it. But we're competing, and everybody wants to win. I keep I, I've watched you guys work out a couple of times, and I can't help but wonder if if this is as hard as they're going now, <laughs> what's it going to be like when the practices are for real? Right, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm, I'm very excited. I, camp is just around the corner. Next week starts, and then we got three preseason going to China, and then then 82 game season. And you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Just to see what this what this group of guys and how we're going to come out and compete against other guys. And, you know. It's, like we've been doing here, and we want to be able to translate that into the games. 
fans ask me all the time, why, why, Sean, do you think things will be different this year? I don't know if I have a good answer for that because I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic. But if you were asked the same question, what would you say? Um, I think I would say it would be different because we got different players. Uh, I think our identity would be different than what it was last year, just like the identity was different those 16 games I was there compared to the start of the season last year. And I think what makes uh, separates good teams from great teams, they're able to change their identity to, to suit their team and suit their suit the players on their team. So we got new players that are different roles than the guys that we had last year or in the guys that were in there on my team in the 16-game season. And what makes us going to translate us from being good to great is how we're able to change our identity and, and support each other. Good answer. Um, hey, this thing going on with Drew and Lauren Holiday is is really awful. Um, I, you know, knock on wood. I think we're all praying and hoping that it turns out just right, which I think it will. But at the same time, that means Drew's going to be away from us for a while. That means that you might be asked to do more than you initially thought, and perhaps even Tim, you might even be the starting point guard for this team at the onset of the season. Um, what do what do you try to to wrap your arms around with regard to that thought? Uh, first and foremost, you know. Drew is just an incredible man, and I look up to him, especially in this situation of how he handles things, and like to be able to step away and really take, you know, shows what a man. I mean, like he could easily say, man, this is my job. This is what I'm getting paid to do, you know, and come back and play. You know, you step away, and you know my family comes first, and, and that's a huge part as far as becoming a man and being a leader of your family. So, you know, I I talk to Drew as much as I can, you know, just reaching out to him, and he's always been strong, and he's reached out to me even now just to say, I told him when I, you know, I – I told him when when everything was going down, I said, "Man, I'll hold down the fort for you as long as as long as you need it." And that's my job. You know, I've always been able to just do whatever the team needs for us to win. And if Drew's here, Drew's not. I'll still be doing the same. Well, whatever my role might change, I might be having to do a little bit more. But whatever is possible for us to win, I want to do it, and I'm going to try to do it. And I know Drew's going to be, you know, praying and thinking about us, and the same we'll be doing for him. I can't wait for training camp. And one of my favorite things to do. And when that time of year rolls around is I love to see players that I think I'm familiar with, and then I say, oh, that's new. I didn't know he could do that. Or I, I can see that he did that with his game. Perhaps what do you think I'll see when I watch you during training camp coming up? Uh, I'm not sure. I guess I want to keep it under wraps. But, um, you know, I've been working on my game. I spent a lot of time here working out with the coaches. And, you know, obviously I was, you know, had that time in Portland, so I spent a lot of summer working out with Damian trying to uh, take a little bit more from him and you know Damian Lillard right Damian Lillard yeah I've been taking uh, trying to take a little bit more from him and his game and try to incorporate it in mine but you know like I said what I said before the biggest thing I want to do is do whatever the team needs for us to win if it's scoring passing defense you know being the best fan on the being the best guy on the bench man I want to do whatever's possible for us to win all the best my friend thank you as always for the visit I appreciate it thank you We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. 
The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the contender and weekend plans, are your tickets to see NBA All Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, and more. Take in a couple of Pelicans games a month throughout the season for as low as $17 per game. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525 Hoop and score your seats today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report or myself at Sean Kelly Live. There's also, of course, Daniel Salerson, too, at D. Salerson. Awesome. See you on social media. See you tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report as well. Christian Garrick, sideline reporter for the Saints Radio Network, flagship station WWL AM and FM, of course, uh, part of our broadcast tomorrow. Who else do we have scheduled? Oh, could be a mystery guest. Interesting, interesting. All right, Christian Garrick, though, for sure. He is lined up and ready to go. Oh, Anita Marks. Right? Potentially with the New York Football Giants Radio Network and ESPN. So good conversation tomorrow for sure. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you uh, right here on this uh, very program. Don't forget, uh, you can get us via iTunes. Very easy. If you click the subscribe button, it basically just puts it into your podcast queue. Uh, and then, of course, you can find us at pelicans.com, neworleansaints.com, both uh, teams' mobile apps as well. And I want to say tune in is, is a possible option here coming up for you. Keep an eye on that, okay? Thanks again to Tim Frazier today, also Kenny Albert. Uh, enjoy their broadcast this weekend if you don't uh, follow it on the Saints Radio Network. I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.